1: Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. This is going to be you. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac?
2: Nick, have you ever seen, I want to say, Law & Order? Or is it...
1: SVU? What is it?
2: John Mulaney has a, gr- has a
1: great SVU joke about Ice Cube. Really good. Again, I will plug SVU. John Mulaney. I've
2: never, I've never watched this show, but apparently CJ McCollum watches the show.
1: But the one that he boasted was Criminal Intent because he was basically oh. like owning guys. And so CJ McCollum posted this video. Go to CJ McCollum's Twitter. He's a really good follow. And he called out Wes Matthews. And it's funny because... Like, people, like a lot of people in the fan base, they, like, bag on Wes Matthews. But then all of a sudden when it becomes somebody else attacking, like, a Maverick, then it then it becomes us against them, you know? It's like, you can't make fun of that guy. Only we can make fun of that guy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so CJ McCollum posted this video on Twitter, I'm pretty sure on other platforms as well, of him scoring over Wes Matthews, uh, that buzzer beater shot to win the game. And uh, he just, just, yeah, I think he's just doing this as a a series of videos to go through him making good plays. And he just said Happy Monday with an upside down smiley face. And Mark Cuban quote tweeted it, and he said, "When you conveniently forget you played the Mavs four times last year." Then he posted a YouTube link of the time Yogi Ferrell went off for nine threes in that game. Then he posted the, then he posted a Reddit dot com link to. there goes my dog to reddit nba where uh it was just the comments under the video that cj had posted so my question is does mark cuban use reddit
2: um man that's a good question i'm knowing his like fan involvement and how much he is involved in the community he very well could but
1: he probably he probably
2: browses it every once in a while you know yeah well what are you gonna see on reddit that you're not gonna see on twitter you, know? you
1: see a lot of stuff because Twitter's there's oh, just Twitter Here we come. The thing here about the Reddit CEO <laughs> spokesman right here. <laughs> the difference between Reddit and Twitter is that Reddit things get upvoted and so let's let's imagine like you send out a ton of tweets and then people go up and if they liked your tweet then it rises up on your time on your timeline. So you see the you're basically seeing the best stuff first. Hmm. So like you're seeing the best tweets first instead of just seeing them in, you know in order you can see them in in order like on like an actual timeline like chronological order you can see it that way but most of the time you just look at it top top reddit posts of this you know week this month this year rising post really hot posts so then uh cj mccollum quote tweeted that tweet of mark cuban and said touche with three tears of joy emojis and said don't worry i have the bloopers edition of myself and then mark cuban quote tweeted it and said come on now there's no i in blooper which, that didn't really make sense to me.
2: Hey, it's Cuban. Everything <laughs> makes sense.
1: <laughs> There's a method. There's a <laughs> method behind it all. So, But that was really funny. Go watch that video of uh, Wes Matthews getting scored on.
2: <laughs> it was really, really well made. I liked it.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it was great. Uh, CJ McCollum's a guy that if I ever end up becoming a play-by-play guy, I would love to call a game with CJ McCollum. I think he would end up doing that. I think it would be great. I think he'd be a really good broadcaster. So... One other thing that happened this week, the Mavericks war, they were reported as having interest in a player that got moved this week, Isaac.
2: Yeah, so a small deal that happened this week, Quincy Pondexer. Uh, so it kind of backs up New Orleans lost Solomon Hill to the year, you know, for the year. Jeez, um, which is bad its, for them. Yeah, like they're one wing guy. So, you know, they're already strapped for catch anyway, and they want to go out and try to find another person. So they pretty much called around to these teams that have cap space like Chicago, Dallas, some of these teams and said, "Hey, like what would, you know, we need somebody to take Pondexer's like 3 million dollars off our books. We'll attach a second round pick, you know, with him to take him." Uh, so they obviously did the deal with Chicago. Sent Pondexer in a second round to Chicago for draft right to this random guy and just a cap shaving move for New Orleans, but David Aldrich tweets out and said, "Hey, you know, New Orleans was also talking with dallas uh, on the pondexter stuff yeah. so so that just kind of gives you know we're not going to go down this whole rabbit trail not maybe yet. in a separate pod yeah not yet but it just kind of gives an insight of dallas is setting on this 10 to 12 million in cap space right now we don't think that you know they're not going to go out and sign a free agent with it but it's so it gives so much flexibility moving forward because they can you know be these takers and I wrote a piece on it today, so you can go check that out, Smoke a Cuban. And I give a couple different situations to keep an eye on with some other teams. But then there's also the idea of like a three-team trade, like closer to the deadline. You know, if somebody's wanting to make a big deal and they need to shed a contract, and Dallas is sitting there with cap space, saying, "Hey, we'll take a contract, but you're gonna we we want a first with it, or we want a young asset to go with it to take on the contract." So, <clears throat> you know, like like Boston if they go after Anthony Davis they're going to have to you know shed Al for- Al Horford. Dallas doesn't have any, you know, that's this is a bad example to use, but like they would have to shed Al Horford so they would probably they might have to you know attach a first rounder to you know for somebody like Portland or some random team to get involved to take on a contract like that. So there's a lot of different stuff if Milwaukee wants to get involved in a bigger trade and they really need to shed Greg Monroe. You know, would they attach a first-round pick to shed him to Dallas? And, you know, we would just absorb him for the rest of the year and all of that. So there's a lot of different stuff you can go with it. The Pondexter stuff, it just gives you a sense of maybe what Dallas is out there, you know, thinking about with their cap space, saying, hey, we could take on a cheap contract like that for 3 or $4 million and gain another second-rounder or, you know, whatever asset it is. So it's just something to it's keep It's highly, highly
1: improbable, but if – the Celtics could put together Anthony Davis and Al Horford, that would be such a good front court. Oh, my gosh. That, that's the best front court in the league and maybe the best front court we've seen in a really long time.
2: You are also one of the chairmen of the Al Horford fan club.
1: I like Al Horford. I when,
2: do like him, too.
1: When we, do the rating, when we do the rankings for centers and big men, we're going to be probably a little different on that.
0: Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company.
1: Speaking of which, what we're doing today is we're going through the point guards. We're going to top 30 point guard starters. We're ranking all the starters for each team. So we went through, we went through a couple of teams that we decided, you know, we got to, had to figure out who was starting because some of these teams like the Knicks and the, the Kings, there's some discrepancy there, a little, you know, some differences of opinion. Uh, but what we're doing is we're ranking them based on how we think they're going to be next year. So how good they're going to be. So yes, you know, Isaiah Thomas is, you know, a really, really good, good point guard. He's kind of injured. He's also, you know, people are saying he's 30, he's on the, you know, he's going to be on the decline, all this stuff. He's still really really good. <laughs> so, he's going to be higher on the list. We're not taking a contract into into account either. So, yes, you know, again, Isaiah Thomas is only on the books for 6 million next year. You know, Kyrie Irving's on the books for like 25 million, but just because of that doesn't mean we're going to put Isaiah Thomas higher on the list than Kyrie Irving. So, I just got a tweet. Somebody said, "Why is somebody tweeted me?" Dylan Cave said, "Please explain to me why C.J. McCollum is attacking the Mavs." He's not. He's not attacking the Mavs. He's going through and just (laughs) and posting videos just to you know to make himself look better and and just have fun with it. So he's not attacking the Mavs. All right. So what we're doing with these rankings? We're going one through thirty, all the starters from from each team. We're going to tell you who we have in what order. We're going to see which discrepancies we have between me and Isaac. Who we have. Uh, that's way higher than the other person. We're going to figure out where Dennis Smith Jr. is going to land in this. We're also going to do this for every other position. We're going to do point guards today, shooting guards the next day, you know, the next pod, uh, small forwards, power forwards, and centers. That being said, Isaac and I don't normally categorize players by point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center anymore. We usually just go guards, wings, bigs. And so if you see us, you know, tweet out GWB or, you know, do a depth chart with that way, it's just because, the- like, teams are becoming so positionless now I mean the Celtics have like two big men (laughs) that they're gonna play with next year they have Horford they have Zizic and it's like I don't really know where they go after that what where are they finding another four you know they're gonna play Marcus Morris a lot at four they're gonna play you know probably Tatum a lot at four and he would be traditionally a three both those guys would traditionally be threes back in the day and so we think it's just better to do wings guards and bigs uh, because that's just kind of the way the NBA is going. But for this, we're gonna do it. You know, as it would be set up in a depth chart, we're gonna do point guards, shooting guards, small forwards, et cetera. So that being said, let's just go by. Let's go by fives. You want to do that?
2: Well, I was just gonna add to. We had to Nick and I had to pick. You know, make a choice in some of these teams. Also, you know, for instance, like Patrick Beverly and Milos Teodosic. Like, yep. we pick. We decided on Beverly. Um, you know, different teams like that. We had to pick. You know, if Giannis is running the point majority for Milwaukee, we still didn't put him in this point guard category. We 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 put Brogdon in there for Milwaukee, so we're not considering any bench players. So Sean Livingston would probably be in the low, you know, yeah, <laughs> low twenty, you know, high twenties for me, but he's not on this list. We we have the starting point guard for each franchise in the league, and that's what we're working with, one through thirty, uh, so every team is represented. So. Yeah, we can we can go uh, go 5 if you want.
1: Maybe we should go we maybe, maybe we should rank benches too. You want to rank
2: benches? Oh gosh. Yeah, we could. We'll later do, on, just do
1: just do like cool. the first four guys off the bench.
2: That would be pretty cool. Yeah, we could do that. Type it
1: type it down. I'm a, I'm going to type it down just so we don't forget. All right, my <laughs> top 5 in this order.
2: We'll see our discrepancies.
1: We will. Curry Westbrook, CP three. I'm I'm waiting for you to say you got something different. Curry, Westbrook. Curry, Westbrook, CP three. John Wall, Kyrie Irving.
2: Oh, hey, we're really close. I had Russ at one over Steph. Okay, that's Um, fair. But I could see it either way. I love Steph. Uh, Steph is probably more of a pure point guard than Russ. Uh, I just put Russ there for his all around impact at the other areas too. So okay. but yeah, I have, I have Russ, Steph, C B three, John Wall and Kyrie. I'm surprised you had Kyrie at five because I'm really high on Kyrie and I feel like people would disagree uh, with us having Kyrie as the fifth best point guard in the league.
1: Usually I'm down on Kyrie, but man, like in the finals he just showed he showed out so much. Like yeah. gosh, just those finishes. And he's gonna be on a team where he's gonna get somehow he's gonna get more touches. <laughs> And so, Andy's going to be playing in Brad Stevens' offense. Think about the coaches that Kyrie has played for. Gosh, he's played for Byron Scott. He played for, uh, oh my gosh, I can't, what was the guy that came from Israel? Good Lord, I can't even remember his name.
2: David Blatt.
1: David Blatt. He played for David Blatt, and then he played for Ty. Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike Brown, Ty Lue, like, He's going to be playing for Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is legit. I think he's going to put him in a really good situation. If, if Isaiah Thomas could average, you know, have one of the best offensive seasons, you know, in one of the best offensive seasons in NBA history. Like we we looked at his numbers, they were better than Allen Iverson's MVP season. <laughs> and so yeah. if Isaiah Thomas can do that, I think Kyrie Irving can do at least that if not more. So, that was that. And then putting Wall ahead of him for me, uh, Wall does bring more playmaking. Than uh, than Kyrie does, and he, we might see For that sure. we, we might see that aspect of Kyrie's game open up now that he's the actual point guard and not just you know the the uh, emergency point guard. Um, yeah, and then I have Curry above Westbrook, uh, unlike you, because Curry is you know two time MVP and he you know playing with you know Durant. I think that they just have a. I don't know. I think I think what you can do with Curry. I think Westbrook's year last year is. Not going. He's not going to be able to repeat that. And so, if we were ranking from how they were last year, yes, I would have Westbrook over Curry. But how I think they're going to, you know, how well they're going to play next year, I think I yeah. go Curry over Westbrook. But it's so it's super close. It's not like I'm you know definite for sure Curry is better yeah. than Westbrook. You know, it's like, I'm sure
2: we'll have some players in a little bit that'll be like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Okay, give. Me I your, could. So you we get? both have well, we both have wall behind CB three, but I could. I could listen to an argument of somebody putting John Wall versus CP3. But really, I don't. I could I could listen to it and I could probably hear it without thinking they're stupid. But I still have CP3 over John Wall.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do too. For the for the defense and just, I mean, he's the point guard. <laughs> yeah. Like he just has all the aspects of the game. Shooting, I think Chris Paul's a lot better than than John Wall. But we have those three. We have three through five are the same. That's kind of surprising to me. And our yeah. top, and our top five is the same. All right, give me your next five then.
2: uh Oh, um, I used to argue that Damian Lillard was over Kyrie um, until Kyrie had his you know his finals moments Gosh. over the past two years. So I had I couldn't disagree with Kyrie then. So I have uh, Lillard at six. I have Mike Conley at seven. Ooh. Isaiah, Tom- Isaiah Thomas at eight. Kyle Lowry at 9, and Eric Bledsoe at 10.
1: Okay. Bledsoe at 10. Man, that's a little higher than I had him. Okay. So you have Lillard, Conley, Thomas, Lowry, Bledsoe. All right. Little different, but almost the same players. Uh, I have Isaiah Thomas next because I think him and Kyrie are (laughs) basically the same. Uh, Mm. Then I have Lillard. Then I have Lowry. Then I have Conley. And then I have Kemba. Okay. So I have Kim at eleven. So we're very different on the, on that front. But the Lillard, the Lillard, Thomas, Lowry, Conley is is basically the same, just different order.
2: You almost put them in the in a tier, you know. Yeah. If you go in tiers, I got you know it's Russ and Steph, and then CP3, Wall, Kyrie, and then it's that Dame, Conley, IT, Lowry tier, and that's kind of like how we we haven't seen each other's lists. This is just yeah, purely we're going us off. This is
1: why you, this is why you hear me pause because I'm typing them out. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm not super high on, on Eric Bledsoe right now. And it's probably just because I'm, I'm thinking too much about injuries, and a lot of people tweet me like, oh, wouldn't they want to get rid of Eric Bledsoe? <laughs> you know, like this, that kind of just gets in your way. But uh, these these guys are also just really close in this next tier. I would say, would you say that Bledsoe is below that tier of those next guys, like Lillard, Conley, yeah, I Thomas, have, Lowry?
2: I have a line from 9 to 10, yeah. and I have Lowry at 9. Um, and then I have a line signaling the next tier, and I have Bledsoe at ten. So. Yeah, yeah. There's this
1: next tier, for me, the next tier is a uh, Drogic, Bledsoe, Rubio, Hill, Teague.
2: Oh, oh! I knew we were going different on Teague.
1: Yeah, we definitely are.
2: All right. So you had you had who did you have at ten?
1: I had Kemba at ten.
2: Okay, so then starting at eleven, you had Drogic,
1: Drogic, Bledsoe, Rubio, Hill. Fatigue. And we put that's, that's one of the things we need to clarify is we put Hill as a starter for Sacramento instead of Fox uh, because one of my friends that writes uh, about the Sacramento Kings, Vince Miracle, tweeted me and we were talking back and forth about it. And from everything he's hearing, they're going to start Hill at one. They're going to bring Fox off the bench. Neither me or Isaac think that's going to last. <laughs> I
2: want I want to say I'm going to say I uh, I disagree with that. I think I think Fox will start on day one. Um, and that they'll play together. Yeah,
1: I just went with I went with Vince because he's around the team like we are with the Mavericks, yeah. so I just I, think I just trust his opinion on that. But yeah, that it can't last. <laughs> you know, I to feel like they're gonna either, you know start Fox and Hill at the same time, or you know something like that. So, but for now, since that's what you know Vince told us, we're gonna go with Hill. And uh, yeah, so give me your next five.
2: So I had Kemba at eleven, I had Drajic at twelve, I had Ricky Rubio at thirteen. Ooh.
1: That, we, had the, had, we had that the same
2: i had patrick beverly at 14 okay and i had george hill at 15
1: okay so we had uh, rubio the exact same
2: which is cool cool 13
1: yeah both at 13 and then uh hill we had two different spots so i had him at 14 you had him at 15 and uh, where do you have jeff T at jeff teague i have 15 and then my next one is Beverly. Since you already said Beverly, I I went back and forth with how good I think Beverly is, and being on a like team where that. he's probably gonna get more touches, he's got more opportunities. You got You got to value the defense so much. He just doesn't really give me enough on offense, and you need your point guard to be like, look at all these guys above him. You know, like you need them to be something. But well, We really more don't know,
2: though. We don't. And like when he when that article came out saying that he requested the trade because he want he said he requested to be traded from Houston because yeah. he wanted to show that he has more because Harden dominated that offense and it that was just his role and now he's gonna have a bigger role with the Clippers but um yeah I had Teague at seventeen so do we have any players any player so far that is three rankings apart
1: I don't think so we have.
2: Wow, this is crazy to me.
1: Bledsoe, that's two. We have, yeah, no, we're we're we have Tom, Isaiah Thomas is two spots. We're pretty we're pretty right on here. <laughs> with okay. how good we think these guys are. Uh, Beverly okay. is two spots. Um, yeah, I can, I can't disagree with anything that you say there, Beverly Teague. Like it, this is like that next tier, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um. All right. After, um. After that, what do you have?
2: So at sixteen you I have your boy, uh D'Angelo Russell. Yes. I ha- at seventeen I have Dennis Schroeder.
1: That's the same. We have him in the exact same spot.
2: At eighteen I have Jeff Teague. So I guess Teague is three spots because you I forgot. Teague I had-
1: under Schroeder. That's that's surprising to me. Let's talk about that when I you do finish. But-
2: I do, I like Schroeder a lot. And then we could get in some differences with this one. Uh, So Teague's at eighteen, at nineteen.
1: Man, after this, it is just
2: (laughs) it is. At nineteen, I have Markel Fultz. Wow. At twenty, I have Lonzo Ball.
1: Okay, you started with the young guys earlier than a lot earlier than me. Uh, For my next, I did. For my next five, so obviously at sixteen I had Beverly, then I had Schroeder, then I had Reggie Jackson. Who I think is going to have a bounce back year. I think,
2: oh, I God. <laughs> we're
1: going to be so, so different. That's this the one week. we're going to be different on. I, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Year before, he was averaging, you know, last year, he, year before last, he was almost 19 points, you know, six assists, four rebounds. I, I just think he's going to come back, and I think he's going to be a lot better. Um, with playing with Avery Bradley, I think it's really going to help him. Um, yeah, I just think it's going to be really good for him. Then I, So I had Beverly. Where, where do
2: you have Reggie at? At 18. Okay,
1: so I had I had sixteen at Beverly, seventeen Schroeder, eighteen Reggie Jackson, nineteen D'Angelo Russell, and then twenty I had Patty Mills slash Tony Parker. I think that that we know that Patty Mills is going to start the season, and uh, we not, I'm not sure when Tony Parker is going to be back. Tony Parker would normally be the starter. Obviously, he's been the starter for what as long as we've been alive. <laughs> it seems yeah. like, but for now, I just put Patty Mills there. So big differences in in that tier. Or right, just in, or in that area, except for Schroeder, we have Schroeder the exact same spot. I think this could be a big this. Schroeder is going to be this is going to be the the quintessential good stats on a bad team guy. Oh my gosh, guy could average thirty points a game because who else on that team is going to score points?
2: Yeah, but I think he, I think he's like good though. I don't think it's like a Michael Carter Williams situation though.
1: No, no, no. But he is still <laughs> he's still going to score. You know, he's, yeah. he's going to be good stats on a bad team. I'm not saying that he's a bad player. You know, you still got to be good, in a sense, to score those, you know, get those points. But, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he was a 20-point scorer in the playoffs last year. So, I, I'm i a believer in Schroeder, for sure. You have D'Angelo Russell way, way above me. So far, that's our biggest difference, besides, because you haven't... 20. Russell?
2: I haven't 16.
1: You haven't 16, and I have D'Angelo Russell at 19.
2: Okay, so we're three off on Russell. I'm higher on Russell. Uh, you're high, we're three off on Teague. You're higher on Teague. Yeah. I I have Fultz at 19, and I have Lonzo at 20.
1: Yeah, those are going to be big differences for us because I have some other guys ahead of them. Okay. Um, yeah, D'Angelo Russell, him him versus Jeremy Lin, especially at that spot, is going to be interesting. I could see them doing a thing that we think they're going to do in Sacramento with playing both of them because uh, D'Angelo Russell, I think, is eventually going to be a two guard. I think that's that's where he ends up being i think he's he's big enough he doesn't play defense anyway <laughs> so playing him at two is gonna be a lot better than you know trying to play him against all these other guys <laughs> that are above him holy cow this the group above him is just insane and, and trying to have him guard all these guys is gonna be bad jeremy lynn and him i think play well together d'angelo russell's a knockdown shooter jeremy lynn uh is you know more of the driving kick kind of guy and uh, and D'Angelo Russell more than a knockdown shooter, I think is a post up player too. So I think he, you could see him being like that post up too, that you know can also hit the outside shot and have him and him and Lane, I think could play really well together.
2: But they're gonna want him to have the ball in his hands though. That, it's it's like my thing with you know with Sacramento too with you know with Fox. Your team sucks. Like <laughs> it's not like you're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. So why why start George Hill when you when I mean, you just took Fox fifth overall? like give him the reins now that like that would be like Dallas I don't know it'd be like starting, Dallas
1: starting starting Seth instead of Dennis
2: Yeah I mean well even like worse than Seth because George Hill's older like it would be like Dallas starting JJ Barea over Dennis That's like pretty why, good Why would you do that you know and By the way I think so, JJ
1: Barea would fall right here like right in the tw- right in the high 20s for me probably <laughs> still good still good
2: But like my my idea with Fultz and Lonzo is you know, listen, like, we're not talking about the future. We're not talking about, yeah. you know, contracts or anything like that. Like, what would your team be – who would your team be better with? And we've built up Fultz. We've built up Lonzo and stuff. And just for me, I, I think I w- I think my team would be better with Lonzo running the point guard over Patty Mills. And that, for me, that that's the decision. They come in because you ha- we have to try to, like, figure out where they're at. It's really hard. Like, when LeBron first came into the league – he wasn't, you know, just immediately at the bottom of all the small forwards. He was already better than some of these small forwards in the game.
1: You imagine LeBron James averaged twenty-five and five and didn't make the All Star team.
2: His <laughs> <Jeez>, rookie year, <laughs> crazy, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, I uh, I had my streak of young guys right here uh, with guys I would have over them. I put them but, a little, so, yeah. I put
1: them a little lower because point guard, point like. A young point guard is—it's really hard to come in and play really well your first year. Like it,
2: we've seen it a it's couple really, times. It's really hard. But I—I I don't think this is a normal class, though. Like that—that's my thing. Like it's not a. This isn't a normal. I don't think these guys are normal. Like it, it's super hard, but you know, even like Michael Carter-Williams did really well in his rookie season, and that was really skewed. But it's just like the—I don't think these guys are. A normal rookie class point guard. So these these guys aren't aren't Chris Dunn, you know, like, Gosh. like that. Two different categories. Who is so? Who is foreshadowing? He's also going to be on this list. <laughs> Unfortunately,
1: but this this is also. I mean, look at the guys ahead of them. These they're going to have to be guarding these guys every night. I mean, this is not a normal, like, this is not a normal point guard crop in the NBA. There's just so many good players. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, my next five. Uh, after, uh, at 21 i had brogdon uh at 22 i painstakingly put rondo there oh dear god nick painstakingly because I'm, remember
2: i'm putting a note on this because we're so far off
1: <laughs> i'm gonna get so much crap for this wait okay.
2: wait where do you have rondo what number at 22 the 22nd best point guard in the league okay Cause remember
1: what he did in the playoffs for for the Bulls last year, like Rondo. Oh, what,
2: those four games.
1: I that's it. To me, the, those four games just show. And I have been as he couldn't even dress half the season for a sucky as, Bulls. Team. I have been as low on Rondo as anybody can be. But what he did for them, he's still a good player, and I still think he's he's good. He's gonna come in. I. I have been bullish on the fact that they are. He's going to come in, and him and Demarcus Cousins are going to form like this little group, and that they're going to divide that Pelicans team, and it's going to be blown <laughs> up by the you know after the All Star break. Before the All Star break, they're going to be awful. But I still think he's a good player. <laughs> I still think he's a guy that can average double digits assists and uh, you know run a team.
2: Hmm.
1: Maybe I'm holding I... on to the maybe I'm holding on to the past too much. So then I have I, I have. Mills, Brogden, Rondo at 22. Then I have our boy, Dennis Smith Jr. 23. Got our boy right there. Then I okay. have then I have Lonzo and Fultz.
2: Okay, at 24 and 25. 24 and 25. <clears throat> okay, so I had Lonzo at 20. Um I have our boy at 21. I have Dennis Smith Jr. as my 21st um best point guard. After Dennis, I have Patty Mills. Then I have Malcolm Brockton at 23. And then our biggest difference so far, I have Reggie Jackson at 24. Man. Six-spot difference. You're really low on Reggie Jackson. I am super low on Reggie Jackson. There is a reason why Brian Windhorst said on his podcast that the trade deadline Detroit is trying to give Reggie Jackson away. Like, they were... They were literally just trying to find a taker for him. That's fair. And that's totally fair. Dr- Drummond and Stan Van Gundy said in their like interviews at, when he came back after his injury, saying like, "Yeah, the team's completely thrown off now that Reggie's back." So <laughs> I'm super because Ish Smith like was playing well. That's totally.
1: That's totally fair.
2: Brogdon was really hard for me. That was one of the hardest people. Like, besides rookies, are hard to hard to rank one, but there are a couple of players that were really hard to rank for me, and Brogdon was one of them, because he won Rookie of the Year, but it was really, you know, low rookie class. We know that, but I don't think he's like Michael Carter Williams to where like, oh, he won Rookie of the Year, but he was like really overrated. Either. Yeah,
1: but it was like empty calorie stats. Like he didn't have that.
2: Yeah, but I don't like. I don't think he's overrated. But I don't think he's like awesome either. So, so twenty four <laughs> or twenty
1: three? He makes it a twenty three. I had him at twenty one. So I, we're about we're at the same spot there.
2: Yeah. So, but anyway, like he was just I was just throwing out there that like, he was one of the hardest people for me to uh, to rank. So, uh, so I read Jackson at twenty four. We were six spots off on him. You had him <laughs> higher, and then I had Jamal Murray at twenty five.
1: Oh, Jamal Murray. Okay, there you go. So that's that's yeah. your young guys and uh young guys and Reggie Jackson.
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, twenty one Dennis I had Dennis Smith Junior at twenty one. So now we have our bottom five point guards in the league.
1: This is this was tough, man. Like this is <laughs> awful. Like good lord. So rough, yeah. so rough. Some of these teams are gonna be struggling because you need obviously you can see from this list, you need a good point guard to be good in this league. All
2: right. Yeah, notice I still haven't said Rondo yet.
1: No, yeah, I know where you're putting him. Uh, my 26 is Jamal Murray, so we're only one spot off from him. Okay. Then I have Darren Collison from the Indiana Pacers. I think we have to clarify what team they play for now. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think we're in that range where it's not just like everyone knows where they play. Then I have Alfred Payton for the Orlando Magic. Then I have Chris Dunn for the Chicago Bulls. Mm. No, no, no. Then I have uh, – Frank Nielakina, because we decided that Frank was going to start instead of Ramon Sessions. So I have Frank Nielakina at twenty-nine, and then I have Chris Dunn, 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 Dunn. Finished off my list at thirty.
2: Well, we agree with Chris Dunn because he's at thirty on my list. Awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Poor
1: guy, man. What? <laughs> well, it's just he like just didn't I mean. Take. We-
2: we're not I'm like I'm not saying he'll never make it in the league. I'm just saying this would, like Emmanuel Mudiay. If he was starting for Chicago, he'd be at the same spot, you know, like because it's just they're a rebuilding team. They just got him over. He's been in the league one year and he didn't do very well at all. And he, coming off the bench, and he
1: was he kept coming into the league. He was 24. It's supposed to be a guy that came in and was solid, you know, like he was supposed to be a guy that came in and
2: gave ready him to go. I mean, and yep. he was the I'm pretty sure he's the fifth overall pick in his draft. So. Yep. Timberwolves,
1: he's uh like three years older than Devin Booker.
2: <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I had at twenty six, I had uh, Nellikina. Um, at twenty seven, at Alfred Payton. At twenty eight, I had your boy Rajon Rondo.
1: Don't call him my boy. Don't you dare.
2: <laughs> so that's, a big, we were that's six- a big
1: difference, Rondo and Reggie Jackson. So far,
2: they were both yeah. You are six spots higher on Reggie Jackson and six spots higher on Rajon Rondo. Um, Darren Collison at 29 and Chris Dunn at 30.
1: Okay, there we go. That's our 30. So just to let's just run them down real quick. This is mine. From 1 to 30, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, John Wall, Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas, Damian Lillard, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley, Kemba Walker, Goran Dragic, Eric Bledsoe, Ricky Rubio, George Hill, Jeff Teague, Patrick Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson, D'Angelo Russell, Patty Mills, Malcolm Brogdon, John Rondo, Dennis Smith Jr., Lonzo Ball, Markel Fultz, Jamal Murray, Darren Collison, Alfred Payton, Frank Nilekina, and Chris Dunn.
2: Wait, you have Rondo over Dennis Smith Jr. right now?
1: That was a very difficult thing for me to do.
2: Interesting.
1: It was very difficult. And I'm going to instantly regret it. I can feel it already.
2: See, I even hesitated on putting Jeff Teague over all three of the rookies.
1: Wow, yeah, you're really low on Jeff Teague.
2: Uh yeah, I am really low on Jeff Teague. But yeah. Should I do I have to read mine? Do I need to read mine? I can
1: read yours. Do you want me to?
2: I I'll go through (laughs) real quick. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I had Russ, Steph, CP3, John Wall, Kyrie, Dame, Conley, IT, Lowry, Bledsoe, Kimba, Dragic, Rubio, Beverly, George Hill, D'Lo, Schroeder, Teague, Fultz, Lonzo, Dennis, Patty Mills, Brogdon, Reggie Jackson, Jamal Murray, Nilakina, Alfred Payton, Rondo, Collison, and Chris Dunn. Man,
1: I don't want to talk too much about Rondo and Reggie Jackson, but those are our biggest differences.
2: Biggest differences. You're obviously higher on them than I am. I'm trying to think of some players that I'm high. I mean, I, I'm higher on the rookies. Um, yeah. That's. I mean, the rookies are just they're really hard to gauge. Also, I mean, it's just really hard to rank them. That's why I have them all three together. Um, I did t- I have be- them too. Because of that, um, I did have De'Aaron Fox at twenty four. Uh, If he's the starter, uh, right below Reggie Jackson, I did not have him with the Fultz-Lonzo-Dennis kind of tier. I think Dennis is better than uh, De'Aaron Fox right now or more ready to go.
1: Yeah, I would have put him right under Fultz probably at 25.
2: Okay. You would put Fox over Lonzo?
1: No, no, no. I have Lonzo, Fultz, then Dennis. I have Lonzo first, then Fultz. I think Lonzo's going to be better than Fultz. Oh next, yeah, next I year. I
2: should have known that.
1: Why? No, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm lower on D'Angelo Russell, so.
2: Uh, I guess. I mean, I was higher on Bledsoe, two spots. I guess. Teague,
1: I'm I was hi- Teague,
2: I was definitely higher on. I'm trying to find some players I'm higher on, uh, that you. Beverly. were
1: Beverly, Beverly, you were higher on than me. a Couple spots. Our,
2: hi- yeah, Bledsoe a couple spots. Beverly a couple spots. Um, I had Mike Conley. At number seven, I think you had him at nine, right? Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. That was a big difference. But
2: I have Conley over Isaiah Thomas and Kyle Lowry.
1: Those guys are all kind of interchangeable, though. You could put them yeah. like They could have an up year. They could have a down year.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, so I had, let's talk about Dennis Smith. So, yep, I had Dennis Smith at 21. You had him at 23? Yep. So, let's look at this list now. And let's let's assume Dennis has his rookie of the year type year.
1: Yeah, how many spots does he jump?
2: Explodes, has his, you know, has his huge le- year, wins rookie of the year. Where does he end up on this list?
1: Man, he explodes. Let's say he does like a, you know, a Steve Francis rookie of the year, like a Kyrie Irving rookie of the year. He's like eighteen points, you know, like five assists. Something like that. A Couple steals, just like monster highlight dunks, some clutch time performances. Um, opens up the offense for the Mavericks. I could see him all the way up at eighteen for me.
2: Eighteen? You don't move him up to eighteen.
1: That's that's moving up a bunch of spots for me. But you have that at eighteen, right there, around there. You have that Rubio, Hill, Teague, Beverly, Schroeder like area. Hey, he can, he can jump. Let's say he can jump. Schroeder and Teague and Beverly. So let's put him at fifteen.
2: Yeah, I think I would have him at fourteen, right after Dragic and Rubio. I have. I would have him jumping. Jeff Teague, Schroeder, both the rookies. Fulton, Lonzo, D'Angelo Russell, and George Hill and Beverly. George Hill and Beverly, yes.
1: Yeah, we they'd be jumping the same people for me. Um, yeah, I can see him jumping all the way up there. So he could he could be a, a an above average point guard if he does that. <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. I mean, that is just so nuts.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, if he puts up a, a season like that, I mean, that would just be that would be crazy. I mean, just kills it. Wins rookie of the year, and winning rookie of the year in this class is going to hold a lot more weight than you know last year's rookie class or yeah. something like that. You know, that's just a. You're beating out some big time (laughs) rookies.
1: Yeah, well, we have, we both have, you know, the rookie of the year point guard on the list right now, and he's, you know, in the high 20s. So,
2: yeah, Brogdon for sure.
1: So that's where you have D'Angelo Russell. If he has an awful season, I don't see him falling past, like, 26.
2: Yeah, we don't know what an awful season, like, looks like for him. Yeah. So, like, let's just say he shoots,
1: like, 33%. He averages, like, barely double digit points you know just doesn't seem like it fits not really working yeah it would still be it would we'll see. i'm saying that to say it's, it would still be hard for me to put him past like collison Peyton, <laughs> chris dunn
2: yeah um yeah i mean i would definitely have him still above them it'd also be like to flip the tables or to add the you know future into it Who? You know how much more would he be valued than you know if he has this rookie of the year type of year? Now, now, th- now, think about the future. Also, would that put him above somebody like Akimba or Drogic or something like that? If forward? if now we're
1: taking the future into account, yeah, yeah, because he's on a rookie deal. I mean, man, that if we're doing this like Bill Simmons does his trade value like column, you know how he does that every year. Where yeah. he, uh, how they, how valuable a player is depending on their contract and how old they are and everything. And you know, I think Giannis would be on the top right now um, because he's 22 and one of the top 10 players in the NBA. Um, yeah, he would be probably number one right now. Anthony Davis would be up there too. Yeah, he would be. He'd be right up there. He would probably jump. I mean, he would jump
2: Kemba probably. He would jump into the top fifteen for sure. But the, uh, but
1: Isaiah Thomas would be really low on that list. Like he'd be way low. Uh, Chris Paul would probably even be lower on that list. Not three. He'd you know he'd be lower than that. Kyle Lowry would drop too if we were looking at that kind of a list. So yeah. There's a lot a of, lot of different. I would probably have Dennis Smith over both those guys, uh, Isaiah Thomas and Kyle Lowry.
2: That's yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. For sure. If you're
1: doing it, if you're doing it as like a trade value or. You know, a yeah. uh, future looking at it. So
2: So with your top 10 right now, our, our only difference is that t- as far as like players that make up the top 10, top 10 point guards in the league, you have Kemba at 10, I have Eric Bledsoe at 10.
1: Yeah. And you have Kemba at 11, I have Bledsoe at 12. So we're really close. So our, yeah. our top 12 is the same, <laughs> if you want to do that. Or our top 13 is the same.
2: Yeah, that's true. Top 13 are the same players. We'll mix up through there. So, yeah. So, listeners, if you have a huge disagreement, let us know. You're yeah. going to anyway because rankings Rondo, bring... Um,
1: tell me where you would have Rondo.
2: <laughs> rankings bring in two things. Rankings always bring in a lot of views, listeners, and readers because people love <laughs> rankings. And they also bring in a lot of hate because you're, you're never going to get a ton of people if you ever see any rankings and you always click on the, like the replies and there's like... Oh, you know, a hundred replies on a rankings article or something. There's hardly ever any tweet saying, "Oh man, that's a really good ranking," or "Man, that's a really good spot for so and so player." Nope, it's all hate. <laughs> do you even watch basketball? Do you even like follow? That's all, that's my favorite thing that haters like to say. It's like, uh, do you even watch basketball? What really? <laughs> but anyway, let us know where your biggest difference is between uh, Nick and I. Where you disagree? Where do you have Reggie Jackson? I'm like super low. Nick loves him. Nick has his jersey on his wall.
1: Gosh, (laughs) after you said those comments, reminded me of those comments. I'm uh, I'm reconsidering now. But I'm. I got. It's in there now. It's in there now.
2: And don't be don't be unrealistic either. Don't tweet at us and be like, you know, Dennis Smith is a top ten point car right now. That'll happen. Like we we love Dennis, but he's just not there right now. So comment down on that um yeah shooting guards are next we'll have fun with that for sure i just looked over my dog is humping a pillow uh-oh laker going at it <laughs> he's only like three
1: months all right uh, so his yeah he's not magic <laughs> no so tweet us your biggest differences that's going to be huge and uh yeah we'll continue to do this tomorrow with shooting guards it's going to be a lot harder
2: for sure We'll have to really uh, nail down our players for each team of who's the starting shooting guard. Where and where does Wes Matthews rank on this list? Where
1: does Wes rank? Where does we'll – also, we'll also just mention where Seth ranks in that list as well. Didn't do it today. We'll do it tomorrow because I think he's more of a uh, – definitely more of a two than, than a one right now. Um, all right. There, oh, I also wanted to point this out. I was looking at, I was looking at the uh, real plus minus for each player for point guards. And uh, there's only like ten point guards that are positive defensively and real plus minus. And I know you don't care about these stats, but
2: <laughs> I care about some stats. For one sure.
1: maverick was on the list. Can you guess which point guard was a positive defensive, plus minus? De- defensive real plus minus? So defensive real plus minus is like a way for people to put one number on how good you are defensively. So it's not like plus minus. Yeah. It, take, it does take that into effect, but it also takes other things into effect too. So, one Maverick, Salah. no, a point guard, because I only looked at J- I only looked at point guards. JJ, it was not JJ. He did not play a lot of point guard last year, but he did play some point guard. Devin, Devin Harris was the only one at at a point three two.
2: <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Yeah, Chris Paul was the highest at two point seven six. Then Patrick Beverly next at one point three seven. That's a huge discrepancy there. So. Yeah, hey, you
2: mentioned stats about me not liking stats, and I forgot I had a screenshot for you. I saw the other day, and I forgot to send it to you. Um, <laughs> this and this is a stat. This is our guy Wes Goldberg who writes who covers the Heat. Yeah. Uh, Wes is a cool follower, so follow him. And so I don't think he meant anything by this, but it's just one of my one of these things that my issues I have that I always throw at Nick. He says James Johnson and Justice Winslow both averaged more potential assist mm-hmm. than Gordon Hayward and Paul George that stuff right there, that's the stuff I'm talking about. When people, like, he's not, he just tweeted out, so I'm just reading between the lines of, he's just throwing it out there, like, oh man, these are how good these players are, and everything like that. I'm like, that's the stuff, man, with these advanced stats, that I think people just take them way too far. I'm like, who gives a crap about these potential assists? There's no, there's no universe where you're going to take Justice Winslow, who hadn't played in like, I don't know, like 15 years, since he was like 8 years old, and James Johnson, and you're not going to take them over Gordon Hayward and Paul George. So,
1: That's completely anyway. not what he said at all. There's way more nuance to that. Potential assists are barely an advanced stat. They are, but Potential assists is just saying, like, I pass it to Isaac, Isaac shoots, and Isaac misses. If Isaac would have made that shot,
2: then. So why tweet that out?
1: To say that, that Gordon Hayward's not that good of a playmaker.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: That's it. That's to say that, or to say that those, if he since he covers the heat, to say that those two guys are good playmakers.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I took it about. But and I understand where Wes is coming from. I like Wes; he's a cool follow. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's the stuff that I think some people take it way too far.
1: So there you go. Those are our rankings. We're going to continue to do this the next couple of podcasts, guys. Thank you so much for you know listening and following along the uh, the Nerland's Reaction Podcast. It was our highest listened podcast by a lot?
2: <laughs> wow! By oh, the, the hashtag like emergency pod, but not really emergency it was, pod.
1: I'll just say this: it's it was twenty five percent. It got twenty five percent more listens than any pod
2: we've ever done. Dang, that's like
1: that's huge. Yeah. That's huge because we we did draft night, we did you know trade, you know, we did a free agency, all that stuff. We were doing, the, we were right in there. So. We're growing, guys. Thanks so much for joining us, Lockdown Mavs. Subscribe on iTunes if you haven't, and uh, keep following us. Tweet us at Nick Van Exen, at Isaac Harris NBA, and check back tomorrow for rankings of shooting guards in the NBA. Peace out. Boom. Ace is the place
0: with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light
1: bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs.